0: Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to my podcast. This is Jenny and I Survived Childhood and I want to thank every one of you for listening, for supporting my podcast. That means so much to me in so many different ways. Um, the feedback that I get, the uh, whatever financial support I'm getting, which is not a lot, but it, it makes a difference. And I just want to remind everybody, if you find these podcasts interesting or enlightening or inspiring, um, or informative, please don't hesitate to share these with the people that you know, that you think that it may help. Um, normally I give a trigger warning and there may still be a trigger warning in this one, but, um, yeah, there could still be a trigger warning. This one upsets me as well. And so I do want to put that out there that this may be difficult for some people to listen to. And finally, before we get started, I do want to let you know that if you or someone you know, if you think that you or someone you know may be in a situation of domestic violence, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800 800- 800 and they will help you, um, dealing with that situation, let you know what you need to do. That number will also be in the description of this podcast. So I am going to talk about Alyssa Dayvold and I will give a recap of what I know about this case. Um, she murdered two of her children on uh, two separate accounts. She gave birth to two different babies and threw them both into the trash. And so I'm going to go over that case and I want to talk about her boyfriend as well a little bit. And then I'm going to give my opinion at the end of this. So, um, Alyssa Dave she's 32 years old. She, um, this was, In December of 2018, she went to the hospital. She was having a lot of bleeding, vaginal bleeding, and she was went to the hospital. And um, at first, they thought that she had some kind of a mass in her uterus. And so, when they went to find out what this mass mass was, uh, they realized that she had a placenta and an umbilical cord. Um, that she had not delivered, but there was no baby, and so they questioned her about it, and at first she was denying it, and then um, they looked back in her records and realized that she had been in the hospital about a year before that, at about 30 weeks gestation, and that baby had a healthy heartbeat, and so they started questioning her about that pregnancy and what happened, and come to find out in November of 2017 she had given birth to a baby girl and In December of 2018 she gave birth to a baby boy and both of these children She put in trash bags and threw away into the trash Which in and of itself is appalling but anyway so She, of course, got arrested and went to trial and, um, well, she didn't go to trial. That was the interesting thing. So she, she got arrested. She posted bail. She was out on, you know, on bail and then the trial happened and she didn't show up for trial. So they put a bench warrant out for her, but they went ahead and had the trial and at the end of the trial. She was found guilty, and the judge sealed her sentencing, so the sentencing wasn't announced until they found her. And apparently, she turned herself in after um, the trial had ended. So, her sentencing was two forty-year um, sentences to run concurrently. So, she's thirty-two, so she'll be about she'll be in her seventies before she's able to get out. And this particular, this is all in South Carolina, uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So, um, her, her, it's called a no parole offense. So it's a day for, for day sentencing, meaning that she's never going to be able to, um, go before parole board and get out early. She will have to do the full 40 years. um. Then there, the boyfriend, his name is Chris, and I'm, I'm going to call him Mattachin. It might be Machin, but I, it's Madichin. So he's the boyfriend. Now, you know, she had been with him for a while. And he was questioned and, and found that he had nothing to do with this. He was completely, you know, released from any responsibility from any of this. And there were some interviews with him. He said, I, I, "This man, I think he's really having a hard time dealing with this." So um, he his statement was that the you know when he had questioned her about her weight gain, that she said it was the birth control pills, and um, she the way I read it anyway, it sounded like she got a little. An, You know, like she might have snapped at him or something. And he was like, well, okay. And he just let it go. But um, anyway, he was absolved of any responsibility in this crime. So she's in jail and um, not going to be out walking the streets for any time soon. Apparently she's reached out to him while she was in jail, and wanted him to give her some money for her commissary, and something else, I don't know, but he's, he's basically cut her off, he's done with her, and mm. um, in the beginning, I think, so, well, let me explain this, when the baby girl was born, they, they They lived a mile away from where he lives now, and so he goes by the old place where they used to live and puts flowers next to the trash can for his little baby girl, and um, from what I can tell, he's still living where the baby boy was born, and he had tried to get the remains. Of the the baby boy but was told this this is terrible he was told that um, the baby boy had been cremated which is expected because they did an autopsy on him and um, they did find that that baby was alive when he was placed in that trash bag but um, his remains were scattered somewhere and, and there was a ceremony done I guess as they do for unclaimed bodies and, and um, however they handle that there for, you know, bodies that don't have family. So he didn't even get the remains of that baby back. And from the most recent, from what I can tell, he's trying to get together. Um, and it's kind of hard with COVID going on, but he's trying to get together um, some way to have some sort of a, a memorial service for uh, the, the baby boy and um he's also named the little girl now obviously not not a legal name but he calls her Gloria Marie um Madison which um he named after his grandmothers both of his grandmothers and from the research that i've done i haven't found yet that he's picked a name for the the baby boy but he he's i think this man is really having a very hard time dealing with a lot of this um but he he felt he just doesn't like the i guess the coldness this of you know baby boy um and i don't know i can't remember but the child doesn't have a name you know neither one of these children have a name um and and he he wants them to be remembered and the other thing that this man is struggling with and this is this is a, a this is a um you know, something that just makes this even more atrocious really is that, uh, Alyssa had two other children and he felt very close to them. In one of the articles I read, they were just starting to call him dad. And he really, you know, he has no legal rights to these children. So he doesn't see them anymore. they they've been placed somewhere. Um, and he doesn't see them and he misses them and he misses a lot of things. And he just, I think this man is really having a hard time Dealing with all of this, um, I think he was in therapy for a while and has stopped, which personally I think is a bad idea, but you know, he can make his own choices. Um, I don't think he's given himself enough time to heal. So that's where we are now. She's in jail. He's trying to deal with the aftermath. I don't know that much about her the rest of her family and what they're going through. But here's my my thoughts, several things, um, that I think about this. And the first thing that really comes to mind is how she even got out on bail. Her bail seemed to be very, her, her bail seemed to be very, very low. And that amazed me on a murder charge, um, I just don't know how that happened, but it happened. The second thing that struck me as unusual, and I didn't know that this was even possible, was that they had a trial while she wasn't even there. I didn't know that they could do that. But apparently they can, and they did. So those were the two things that I learned about this. Now, here's another thing. So, so she, she got away with this the first time, which I don't, I don't understand why that happened, but, um, she was saying that she was scared and all, you know, whatever kind of lies that people tell, but she, she was 32 years old and she lied to her boyfriend and said that she was gaining weight because of bloating from the pill, which is a thing that happens, you know, not necessarily that you look like you're pregnant, but. I saw, uh, I was, she was a YouTube star and I, I tried to find her YouTube channel, because um, I wanted to see more of her than just her face. I did see some still shots from her channel. She was a makeup artist, but I wasn't able to find the channel and I'm assuming that YouTube just took her down because of what she had done and, you know, their distancing, they don't want that kind of association. Um but I did find a video of her where she was doing some modeling for, uh, uh, tattoos. She has a lot of tattoos and she, she, in the video that I saw, she's not a, a, she's not a fat girl and she's not a skinny girl. She's kind of in the middle. So she's, I would say like an athletic build. So in a way I could see how she could get away with lying about the weight gain because I mean we all know that when you get pregnant your belly gets bigger but your body does get bigger in other areas because a woman's body will they call it fat stores that is to help keep the baby healthy in times when there's not as much food available then the female body will use these fat stores to to nurse the baby while it's in utero. So with the build that she had and getting pregnant, you know, a lady's face might get a little fuller, their breasts get fuller, and their hips get fuller. So it's not really just the belly. So I could see how she could, for a little while anyway, lie about um, being pregnant. Um, I would say I have a similar build to this woman. Um, And I can tell you at nine months, I was obviously pregnant. Anyway, um, so there was some denial going on, I would say, between uh, Mr. Maddich and her mother. Unless she just got pregnant all over. I don't know. But, you know, I just, I don't know. Anyway, the other point about that was she lied and said that it was because of the birth control. Which tells me that she was aware of different forms of birth control. Um, If she didn't want to have children, which, you know, that a lot of people don't want to have children or maybe not right now. Um, And you take responsibility for that and you, you use birth control. And there's so many different ways to get birth control now that, you know, the options are very broad you don't necessarily need to have a prescription or a doctor's appointment. You can go to the drugstore and buy various forms of birth control. And even if something happens unplanned after the fact, you can go to the pharmacy and ask for a a morning or day after pill. You know, there are a lot of alternatives available nowadays. So the birth control thing doesn't cut it with me. You know, I mean, she she knew that there was birth control available. Um, and then the other, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I think I'm going to do a podcast on this. I need to do a little bit more research. But there is a law called the Safe Haven Law. And we have it in all 50 states. And the law is, in general... Okay, it's going to vary from state to state, but generally speaking, if you have a baby within the first 30 days, which obviously she knew right away, like minutes after she gave birth, probably even before she gave birth, that she didn't want these children for whatever reason, but within 30 days of the birth, you can go to a hospital, a police station, a fire station, and you can give that baby to these different uh, facilities and you have to give it to somebody. So you can't just leave the baby on the doorstep, that kind of thing. You have to give it to somebody. And you have to acknowledge that you're you're giving up your parental rights to this child. But there there's no um, legal repercussions against it. You're not going to be charged with child abandonment or, in her case, murder um, if you use this law. And it's our entire country has it. And like I said, it does vary from state to state, but she had so many alternatives available to her. She could have put the baby up for adoption. You know, there was just so many lies. She just lied from the very, very beginning. And I don't understand why she did that. I mean, you know, we've been having babies for, since the creation of people and, um, there's really not as much stigma, On having children out of wedlock anymore like it used to be Um, so I just I I can't understand it and I my heart really goes out to the boyfriend it sounds to me like he's just really devastated by all of this but those are my thoughts and I did learn some things from this about at least in South Carolina um, (laughs) the legal process and how all that works. So I I just, I don't understand why she did this. I, I don't know. I can't really come up with something. I try to be fair. You know, I always try to be fair when I do these. But I can't really wrap my head around what it was that happened. There was some hint that she's suffering from some mental illness. But apparently it's not enough for her to go to a mental hospital. She is in jail. So I would love to know what your thoughts are on this. Um, You can email me at childhood at gmail, and I will put that email address in the description. Thank you so much for listening, and be safe, be happy, God bless.